Hey, well, welcome. Hey, we had such a great time at Trunk or Treat last Monday night. Hey, if you were able to come and help, thank you so much for your help. We were able to give out, I don't know how many, 50,000 pieces of candy or something crazy, and hundreds and hundreds of people came, and so thank you so much for your generosity for those that gave candy and those that helped and those that served, and if you just came and got candy and stole from kids, hey, love you. We're grateful for you. You know what I'm saying? Thanks for coming and hanging out. We had such an incredible time, and we're just a church that believes in, in just reaching outside the four walls of our building. Amen. And so we're grateful for you. And also that being said with Thanksgiving bags, we would love for you to pray about uh, grabbing a bag. Maybe you already did. Hey, we'd love for you to pray about grabbing one more bag. If you don't know, uh, it's an opportunity for us to help those in need. Uh, We fill up grocery bags uh, with, with Thanksgiving meals. So people can go and uh, have a meal together that may not be able to afford it. Uh, Our goal this year is to help 300 families. Uh, I was told we have about 200 bags uh, already taken, so we need about 100 more bags. So, hey, I would love for you to pray about, hey, maybe you're somebody that can get, do one, do five, do 10, do 100. I don't know, whatever the Lord speaks. We're not a church that tells you to give. We're a church that believes in you telling you to ask God and whatever he tells you to do, we believe that you'll be obedient to that. So we'd love for you to pray about helping us and grabbing a bag as you leave and filling it up. And we're just grateful for your generosity to do that. I'm excited about that. And then also one more thing. I know she said it, Corinne said it on the screen, but one more reminder, starting November 20th, two weeks from today, We'll be going to two services, 9 a.m. and 10.30, 9 a.m. and 10.30. So if you come at 9.30, you're going to be real early or real late, you know what I'm saying? So we'd love for you to join us during the Christmas season and the holiday season. We're excited about that. But we've been in a series called The Promise. We started it last week, and this series is really a series about the Holy Spirit. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's an opportunity for us to learn more about the Holy Spirit. I said it last week. I'll probably say it all series long. We, as a culture and a society, oftentimes talk so great about the Father and the love and the extravagant love of the Father. And we talk about the great sacrifice of the Son and the great sacrifice. And both of those are great. But the thing is, is if we're not careful, we can almost push aside the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is part of the Godhead. He is, he is one of the three. And so he is just as important. The Holy Spirit is just as important as the Father and the Son. And so that means if that's the case, we need to be aware, we need to learn, we need to grow and walk with the Holy Spirit. Last week we started the series. If you were not able to be here or watch online, we'd love for you uh, to go back and watch that. That being said, I do want to welcome those watching online. If you're having a if you're having a, a travel day, we love you. If you're not feeling well, we're praying for you. We look forward to seeing you soon. And uh, w- but we've we've been in the series, and what we're doing is we're really we're giving an opportunity as an invitation, is what I've been saying, an invitation to to go deeper in our relationship with God. This series is an invitation. An invitation is something you have to take, open, and receive. So this is not me telling you. This is me inviting you. This is this whole series, me too, the Holy Spirit inviting us to go deeper in our relationship with God. When I say deeper, I don't mean louder or wilder with God. When I say deeper, I mean closer, a closer walk with God. And all throughout the scripture, we see that God desires to walk with us. God the Father walked with Adam and Eve in the garden, beginning of time. Before sin, he walked with Adam and Eve. Jesus came and he walked with the disciples and those that followed him. He walked with them. Now the Holy Spirit is here and he desires to walk with us. And so I wanna give you this invitation for these next few weeks and last week, this invitation to go deeper, to, go, to draw closer in your walk as you journey, as you walk with God in your life. And that's what this is. And so we've been, we talked last week about the Holy Spirit, how he's a person, 
He's a person. He's not an it. He's not some being that flies around and just like, ooh, is scary and he's a ghost. That's not who the Holy Spirit is. He's a person and he's a person with a personality. We know that because God the Father is a person. We know Jesus is a person. And so we, he, if he's part of the Godhead, we know that he is also a person. And so he is someone that we know. If, we have, if, if it's a person, if he's a person, excuse me, then we know it's someone we can have a personal relationship with. You can't have a personal relationship with an it. And so sometimes we can miss what uh, uh, misthought, have a misthought about who the Holy Spirit is, and it can cause us to not have a personal relationship with him. And I said this last week, and I believe this, that oftentimes I believe the enemy of our soul, he desires for us to stray away or shy away from the Holy Spirit as Christians because he doesn't want us to have the Holy Spirit walking with us. The Holy Spirit is God on earth today. The Bible says that God the Father is on the throne. It says that Jesus the Son ascended to heaven after he rose from the dead. He ascended to heaven. He's at the right hand of the Father. And the Bible says that Jesus said, we're going to send a helper to, to come and walk with you. And so now the Holy Spirit was sent here, you and I, to be God on earth today, to help us and walk with us throughout our life and throughout our seasons and struggles and whatever it is that we walk through. And so the Holy Spirit, I think oftentimes the enemy of our soul will try to shy us away or, or, or try to uh, keep us to not think about or, or know or walk with the Holy Spirit because he doesn't want us to have a helper. I want to talk to you about that today. I want to talk to you about the promise of the Holy Spirit to help us. It's a promise that we've been given that the Holy Spirit is here to help us. I want to show you in Acts chapter 1 and verse 4. It says, on one occasion while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. This is Jesus speaking. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift that my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. He was a, he's a gift and he has been promised to us, the Holy Spirit. And he says, I want you to wait and know that the Holy Spirit is coming. And this is where we get the, really the text for our whole series, why we call it the promise, because he's been promised to us. In John chapter 14 and verse 16, it says, and I will pray to the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. Bible says that the same spirit that rose Christ from the dead, the Holy Spirit, that once we accept God, we confess with our mouths and believe in our hearts that Jesus is Lord. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit now dwells in us. And so now he's walking with us and he says he's another helper. And then John chapter 16 and verse seven says, nevertheless, I tell you, this is Jesus speaking again. I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For I do not go away, if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you, but if I depart, I will send him to you. Jesus says it's to our advantage that he ascends and the Holy Spirit comes. He is our advantage. The Holy Spirit is a helper. He's an advantage to us and gives us an advantage in this life. He's our invisible, invisible advantage. Now you're like, ooh, that sounds kind of eerie. Like, what do you mean invisible? Like, ooh, that's not what I mean. If you're somewhat of, of age in the room, uh, you may know the movie that I'm talking about, but there was this very famous movie uh, uh, many years ago called Angels in the Outfield. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Help a brother out, please. You know what I'm saying? And this Angels in the Outfield, you may know it, you may not, but if you don't know, the Angels in the Outfield, this kid could see angels, and these angels would come and help this baseball team win games. And so the kid would go to these games and every time all the players would look at the kid in the stands and if the kid was going, 
They knew the angels were on the field. They were about to win the game. It gave them confidence. When we're talking about the Holy Spirit is an invisible advantage, that's not what we're talking about. That's weird. The Holy Spirit is not weird. People are. I said it last week. I'll say it again. I'll say it every week. Holy Spirit is not weird. And so you may be like, oh, the Holy Spirit's my advantage. And so you're at your job and you're expecting to look out the window and see Pastor Jordan just out there in the parking lot. (laughs) Well, let me tell you something. That's not going to happen. Why? Because that's weird. That's not what we're talking about. You may want me to do that. I ain't coming. That's not what we're talking about when we talk about the Holy Spirit is our advantage. What we mean by that is the Bible says in John chapter 16 and verse uh, 13, it says this. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. Check this out. He will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you of things to come. When we say he's an advantage, an invisible advantage to us, the Bible says he will guide you into all truth. What does that mean? The Bible, what that means is the purpose of the Holy Spirit is to guide us to Christ. He is our advantage of knowing Christ and living like Christ. The purpose of the Holy Spirit is to help us know Christ and live like Christ. And the Holy Spirit is our advantage helping us here on this planet to walk out and live and know Christ more. This is the purpose of why the Holy Spirit is here on this earth, is to help us. It's not this eerie, like, okay, we we have these angels flying around. No, he's here to walk with us daily in our jobs, in our schools, in in our neighborhoods, in our homes. He's there to help us walk out and live more like Christ daily. This is the purpose of the Holy and we have this advantage, the purpose of the Holy Spirit, we have this advantage that he's given us because he's here walking with us. In John chapter 14 and verse six, it says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. The purpose of the Holy Spirit is to guide us to Christ, to know Christ, and to live like Christ. Well, who is Christ? What, what does that mean? It's right here, Jesus says it in one verse. He says, I'm the way, I'm the truth, and I'm the life. And I want to talk to you about that, how the Holy Spirit allows us to seek and know Christ through helping us as an advantage to walk and live like him. John chapter 14 and verse 26. It says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send you to you in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I have said to you. He will teach you all things and bring to my, your remembrance the things that I have said to you. The Holy Spirit is here to teach us the truth. To teach us the truth. We're living in a society, in a culture, where this phrase, your truth, is just rampant in our culture, in our society. You may have a truth, but let me tell you something, it's not the truth. The Holy Spirit is the only one that can walk us and allow us to see and know the truth in our lives. And the truth is Jesus. That's why I love it. It says, teach us all things. What does this mean? It means that as we read the scripture, maybe you're in a place, you're trying to read the scripture, you're like, oh, I don't understand what he's saying. I don't understand what this scripture means. This is a perfect opportunity for you to ask the Holy Spirit, hey, would you teach me what's happening here? Would you teach me what the word's saying? The purpose of the Holy Spirit is to help us, to teach us who Christ is, to know him, and to live like him. 
And if we have this concept, hear me, if we have this concept of your truth, my truth, our truth, there's no real truth. If we have this concept, then that means there's no conviction. See, the Holy Spirit, he teaches us through conviction. I'm glad you asked. You may be like, what is that? I'm glad you asked. Doesn't mean he's taking you to jail. He's not going to convict you in jail, but I want to show you what it means in John chapter 16 and verse 7. It says, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. We just read this. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Now check the very next verse out, verse 8. It says, and when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. The, the Holy Spirit is here on this earth walking with us to convict us of the sin of, on this planet. To show us and to, to teach us right from wrong. Without the Holy Spirit, there is no right from wrong. Without the Holy Spirit, that we can have our, all our own truths. But the Holy Spirit is here to guide us and show us Christ who is the truth. He is the standard of truth. Our feelings are not the standard of truth. What someone says on this planet is not the, the standard of truth. What someone thinks, our own thought processes and emotions are not the truth. The truth is the standard of the word in Christ. And so how do we know the truth? We read the word, we study the word, and the Holy Spirit begins to teach us through the word who Christ is so that we can continue to know him and live like him. And he does this through conviction. Now, when I say conviction, I'm not talking about condemnation. The Bible says that in Christ, there is no condemnation. Condemnation is guilt, shame, this unworthiness, this I'm not good enough, this I'll never be good enough, this I have to get cleaned up and right before I can go to God. That's condemnation. That's not conviction. Here's been the issue with church culture and church world if you're a Christian of any sort of time. We've kind of used the term condemnation and we've covered conviction up with the word condemnation. So now if I feel convicted, we just call it condemnation to justify living the way we want to live. And so, no, 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 that's not your, that's not my truth. That's not my, that's not the way I feel about this. That's not the way I see things. And so that's just condemnation. You're just trying to, the Bible is just trying to make me feel guilty. No, the Bible's trying to show you truth and conviction sometimes can feel like condemnation because here's what happens. They both understand and know what sin is. The difference between conviction and condemnation, let me just teach you for a second. The difference from conviction and condemnation is condemnation says I'm not good enough. The condemnation says I'll never be good enough. Condemnation has guilt and carries guilt and carries shame and all those things. That's what, and says I messed up, I can't get back to God. That's condemnation. Conviction is still I messed up. But conviction is now, I know I have a God who loves me and will forgive me. I just got to run to him. Condemnation causes us to run away from God. Conviction causes us to run to God. This is what the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit wants to convict us. And so here's what happens though. If we're not careful, we can get so caught up in, oh, I don't want to feel bad about something I've done. And so I don't want to be worried about con con condemnation. And so then we go and we create our own truth to justify our lifestyle. And that's not what the Holy Spirit is trying to do. The Holy Spirit's trying to convict us. Why? Because he desires for us to know there's a better life beyond what we're walking through. 
See, oftentimes we look at conviction and we look at it through the eyes of condemnation and we think, well, God doesn't love me or God doesn't want me to have fun or God doesn't care about my emotions or God doesn't really understand me and all these things. That's not it at all. That's not what conviction is. The Holy Spirit is here to convict us because he desires to convince us that there's a better lifestyle outside of where our circle is of what we call our truth. He's convicting you and he's convicting me because he's trying to convince you there's a better life on the other side of it. That's what the purpose of conviction is. It's not to make you feel bad. Now, yes, there's gonna be this sorrow, there's gonna be this shame, there's gonna be this guilt that comes with sin. But conviction is, I know that there's a better way and there's a God that loves me and cares about me. All I have to do is go to him and he's gonna and ask for forgiveness and he's gonna love me, he still loves me no matter what, but he loves me and he's gonna forgive me and now that shame and that guilt is removed. Does that make sense? And so the Holy Spirit teaches us through conviction. So here's what I'm saying about that. That means we need to embrace conviction in our life. That means the scriptures that make us a little bit uncomfortable, we need to embrace. Why? Because if you read the Bible long enough, your, your feelings are gonna get hurt. I've never read the Bible all the way through and be like, man, I'm a great Christian. I've never read the Bible all the way through and be like, man, I'm an incredible husband. I've never read the Bible all the way through and like, man, I'm a great boss or, or a great, great, great coworker or I'm a great. No, I read the scripture and it offends me. It offends my flesh. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is always fighting the flesh in us. Why? Because he wants to convince us there's a better life. So you can be a better parent. You can be a better husband. You can be a better wife. You can be a better roommate. You can be a better human. You can be a better coworker and you can be a better roommate, whatever it is. I think I said roommate twice, but maybe you need to be a roommate, better roommate twice. You know what I'm saying? This is the purpose of why he teaches us. He's teaching us, to, and he can, how does he do that? Through convicting us so that we can now start to say, Holy Spirit, I know there's a greater way. And here's the incredible thing about the Holy Spirit. He helps us. He doesn't just convict us and leave us. No, he wants to walk with us through the process to get to the other side of whatever it is we're struggling with in our lives. The Holy Spirit's here to teach us the truth. Secondly, in the scripture, we see in John chapter 16 and verse 13, however, when he, he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you of things to come. The Bible says that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. If the Holy Spirit is here to guide us to Christ, to know Christ, and to live like Christ, the Holy Spirit is then here to teach us the truth, but then also to reveal the way. In John chapter 16, we just read it, it says, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you of things to come. When we hear the way, the way God wants us to live, oftentimes we think of this, this future, the, the future God has for me, the, the, the will or the plan that he has for me, this future thought process. But can I tell you that that's not necessarily what the way is. The way is actually the life that we live now. That Jesus wants us to live the way that he desires now. I love in, in 2 Corinthians, if you want to turn to it, in three, verse, chapter 3 and verse 17, it says this. Now the Lord is the spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. The way 
of Christ is freedom. Freedom in your soul from the very things that you struggle with that nobody else knows about. Freedom in your soul from the very anxieties and stresses and insecurities that you deal with mentally that nobody else may know. The way is this concept. This is what I love about the Holy Spirit. He comes and he reveals the way, the way to freedom in our lives. I love it. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. What does that mean? Where the Spirit is. Now, here's the thing that the Holy Spirit wants to do. He wants to walk with us daily. When we're walking with him, where he is, there is freedom. So then, just from the natural walking, the way that he's walking, we're gonna find freedom in our lives. We search for freedom. When we pray for freedom, and we pray, and we pray, and we pray, and we pray, I'm like, God, why are we not walking in freedom? It may be just because you're not walking daily with the Holy Spirit. As we walk with the Holy Spirit daily, he begins to reveal the way to freedom. He begins to reveal the heart of freedom. He begins to reveal the desire and passion for freedom in our lives. This is the incredible thing about the Holy Spirit. This is why I believe, hear me, the enemy of our soul desires for us to not talk about or know or walk with the Holy Spirit. He doesn't want us to have the help to freedom. Do you think the enemy of our soul wants us to live in victory? The enemy of our soul wants us to live deflated, defeated, and discouraged. That's what he wants. But we have this advantage that we oftentimes don't go to. We have this advantage that we oftentimes don't walk with of the Holy Spirit. Where he will allow us as we walk with him to find freedom in our lives, to find victory in our lives, to find courage in our lives, to find strength in our lives, to find comfort in our lives, to find empowerment in our lives. It's all as we walk with him, he begins to reveal the way. The power of God is freedom. The power of God over the sin on this planet is wrapped up in your life. It's wrapped up in walking with the Holy Spirit. And as we walk with the Holy Spirit, we begin to find the freedom that we desire in our lives. Not in our own strength, but in his strength. I love this. And then he says in the scripture we just read, in verse 13 of John chapter 16, he says, he, he, hears, he will speak. What he hears, he speaks, and he says, and he will tell you of things to come. He reveals God's power. This is what the Holy Spirit reveals, his way. He reveals his power of freedom, but then he also reveals God's plan in our lives. And we say his plan, we don't necessarily always mean the future. It means that Bible says that God ordains our steps. It means that he reveals the step that he's asking you to step. He reveals the steps that that we're to make as we walk with him daily. We oftentimes want this major plan of God, what's the future hold and what's this look like? And oftentimes God doesn't give us 20 years from now. As I was praying over this message and I was talking to the Lord, really believe the Lord put on my heart, like it's interesting because oftentimes, this this is what I was thinking about. Oftentimes, we only know step by step what the Lord is wanting us to do. He may say, this is the job I want you to have right now. Well, God, what's gonna happen in five years? This is the job I want you to have right now. Well, God, what's my future? I want you to work on your school right now. Well, God, where am I supposed to go? I want you in my school right now. Well, God, what am I? I want you right, he gives us the next step. And oftentimes, here's what's interesting. As humans, especially in America, our society, our culture, all of us, are, our pace on life is pretty bad. Very rarely do you find someone that has a good pace on life. 
Most of us, it's chaotic. Just me, okay, y'all all must be Jesus, okay? Whatever, I'll talk to myself for a few minutes. Most of us have this terrible, maybe not terrible, I won't be that mean. Most of us have this concerning pace on life. Could it be we have this bad pace and we only know this step? What would our pace look like if we knew 20 years from now? Imagine the anxiety and the stress of us trying to do, do, do to get where we think we're going or where God showed us where we're going. What if, this is just a thought I had and I was talking to the Holy Spirit, he was speaking to my heart. What if God sometimes doesn't give us the whole picture because he's more concerned about our pace than the place? Because Jesus, hear me, hear me. The, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit, the purpose is to guide us to Christ, to know Christ and to live like Christ. Christ said this. He said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He says, all who are weary, come to me and you will find, you will find. He doesn't say come to me and you will find stress. So wait a minute, if the Holy Spirit's here pointing us to Jesus, to know Jesus and live like Jesus, maybe the Holy Spirit isn't revealing the whole picture that we keep praying for because he's more concerned about our pace of living the way God has called us to live and the way he's called us to live more so than the place and where he's called us to. If you ever use a GPS, I do everywhere that I go because my directions are not very good. If you ever use a GPS, the GPS doesn't say, take a left, then a left, then a right, then a left, then a right, then another left, then hit the roundabout, then a right, then a left, then a left, then a right, 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 left, 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 right, right, left, left, right, right, left, 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 right, right, right. Let me tell you something. For those of us that may get a little overstimulated, if the thing said that to me, I'd be like, that's not what happens. It's not what happens. What does the GPS do? GPS says, and 3.1 miles, I want you to take a left. And now, if you're like me, you may look at the GPS about 15 times before the 3.1 miles because you ain't trying to miss it. You know what I'm saying? You ain't trying to miss the turn. Just last night to the men's event, I missed the turn. Praise God. I went to the wrong house. I was one house short. I was, there was one more house over. I missed it. I showed up. Hey, you guys watching football in here? Because I, I ain't got no friends. <laughs> I said, oh, well, I'm a house short. It's what it is. They're like, oh, no. Okay, anyway, it doesn't matter. What if God's more concerned about our pace? And so he just says, and 3.1 miles, I'm gonna have you take a left. And here's what happens. When we do that, we're more focused on the person and following the person than the plan. And I think that's God's heart. His heart is that we would be more concerned with following him than any power or plan that he has. This is the purpose of the Holy Spirit, that he would reveal the way to us. Take this step. Now trust me. Trust my pace. Wait on me. Why? Because when you wait, I'm working. And when we're working, and I'm not just talking about you're doing work. I'm talking about when you start to work in your own hands, do your own things. Now guess what happens? God's got to wait. And let me tell you something. I'd rather wait than God wait. Because I know anything in his hands is going to be better than in my hands. 
So what if the pace he's concerned about because he's desiring for us to continue to follow him? Just like I would in a GPS, I check it three times, four times, five times. Okay, I still got two miles. Okay, I still got, what if that's what the Holy Spirit's trying to do? I wanna continue to go back to Jesus. Okay, this is the way he desires for me to live. Okay, this is what the word says. Okay, this is what I've been hearing in prayer. Okay, this is as I've been worshiping. What if it's that he's continuing to drive us back to following Jesus? And as we find Jesus, we find rest for our souls. This is the purpose of the Holy Spirit, to help us in our time of need. Lastly, as I close today in John chapter 15 and verse 26, it says, when the helper comes, whom shall I send to you from the Father? Whom I shall send to you from the Father? The Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. The Bible says that Jesus says he's the way, the truth, and the life. If the purpose of the Holy Spirit is to, is to guide us to Christ, to know Christ, and to live like Christ. That means he's here to teach us the truth. He's here to reveal the way, and then also he's here to testify of the life of Jesus. To testify of the life of Jesus. If you're praying, and you hear the voice of the Lord in your heart, and you say, I have people asking me all the time, how do I know this is the voice of God? How do I know if this is the Holy Spirit speaking? What is it, what's the difference? And I always say this, the, the first question you should ask is this voice that I'm hearing, does it testify of Christ? Does it testify, does it help me to know Christ more and to live more like Christ? If not, it's not the Holy Spirit. It's some other spirit. And the relationship you're like, oh God, is this, is this, Holy Spirit, God, is this your relationship? Is, are they the one? God, please make them the one because I'm desperate and I'm thirsty. I want to boo so bad. Does that relationship testify to help you know Christ and live more like Christ? If not, it's not the Holy Spirit. It's some other spirit. It's the pervert spirit. I'm being funny, obviously, but it's true. <laughs> I didn't say that in the other service, praise God. <laughs> Every once in a while, I'll catch myself off guard. I've got to get back. But he's here to testify of the life of Jesus. Jesus is on the scene. And you've you got to give it to Jesus. He had some boldness. He's on the scene, he says, I am the light of the world. If you're living around or around him or walking with him, like, whoa, Jesus, whoa, like you're the light of the whole world. Whoa, Jesus, calm down a little bit. It's some boldness. But then he was even more bold. Then he turns and as he's walking with the disciples, he turns at some point in their life and he turns and he says, now I want you to know this. I, I, I'm the light of the world. But now he turns to them and he says, now I want you to know this. You are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. And he says, many of you know the scripture, he says, who would take a light or a candle and hide it for no one to see? See, this is what the Holy Spirit does when he testifies of the life of Jesus. He testifies that he's the light, but then he also helps us become and be the light on this planet. He says, who would take a light and hide it under a basket. Let me tell you something, that's a life without the Holy Spirit. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is the power that helps empower us 
to walk out and be the light that he's called us to be. Without the Holy Spirit, we're like light bulbs with no plug. We have the tools. We have the giftings. We have the know-how. But we don't have the power to empower us to live out and be the light that he's called us to live. I want to show it to you. If you don't believe me, I'm glad you asked. In Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, it says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Check this out. And then you will be my witnesses. Telling people everywhere in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. You'll receive power. You'll receive the Holy Spirit. And then you will be my witnesses. It doesn't say you'll receive power. Jesus is speaking here. He doesn't say you'll receive power and then now you'll just all be super spiritual and you'll be caught up into the third heavens and you and your four people in your room will be kumbaya in all the days of your life and woo, life will be great. No, he says, I'm gonna give you power. I'm gonna give you the Holy Spirit. Why? So that you can truly be witnesses light so that you can love like Christ loves the Bible says that we will be known as his disciples by the way that we love one another do you know we cannot truly love one another without the Holy Spirit how can a group of people hear me that are all different backgrounds and all different races and all different social statuses and all different, different, uh, different countries from all different places. How can a group of people gather together and really truly love one another? I'll tell you how. Through a relationship with the Holy Spirit. And as we walk with the Holy Spirit, here's what happens now. He begins to empower us to love like he loves. You will never love people the way God has called us to love them without the Holy Spirit. We'll never truly be the light in our dorm rooms, in our neighborhoods, in our homes, in our schools, in our workplaces. We will never be the light of the example of showing people Christ and the love of Christ without walking daily with the Holy Spirit. Why? Because this is the purpose of the Holy Spirit. To help you and me know Christ and live like Christ. Have you ever thought for a moment about the Holy Spirit? He was in heaven and Jesus ascends and he says, we're going to send a helper. Now, there was a 40-day period. I believe the 40-day period, the Holy Spirit's like, please don't send me down there. You know what I'm saying? I'm just joking. I'm totally, that's a total joke. The Holy Spirit was, on, it was in paradise and he chose. See, oftentimes we give Jesus so much credit and Jesus gets all the glory. But we give Jesus the credit. He left the Godhead and he left the throne room and he came down, he lived on this life, on this earth, sinless so that we could find forgiveness and he died and he rose again and the sacrifice and the resurrection and all that's incredible. But the Holy Spirit did the same thing. He was in heaven and he descended on this earth. Why? Not so that he could just big chill on this planet. He was in paradise. I hate to tell you, but one day when I die and I'm going to paradise, let me tell you something, I ain't coming back. I, I taught you what I taught you, Jesus. It's me and you now. We partying, you know what I'm saying? Y'all don't be praying for me to come back to life. No, I'm staying in heaven because I'm in paradise. Y'all on your own. Figure it out. 
He was in paradise. And he chose to come live on this planet, this dying and broken planet. Why would someone do that? Because he loves us so much that he chooses to live a life on this planet to help you, to help me. Oh my goodness, now the Holy Spirit completely changes in my mind. Why? Because it's not just the Father loves me. It's not just Jesus loves me. No, the Holy Spirit loves me and he's here to my advantage to live out how Christ has called me to live. Oh my goodness, I know the enemy of our soul tries to stray us away from the Holy Spirit, tries to make the Holy Spirit this weird, awkward topic because the Holy Spirit doesn't want us to to know the truth. He doesn't want the Holy Spirit to teach us the truth. He doesn't want us to have the help of knowing the truth. He doesn't want us to have the help of knowing the way, and he doesn't want us to have the, the help of knowing that we can be a light to our city and our world that can change people for an eternity. It's all because he loves us. It all goes back to the most foundational thing of who God is, love. He loves you and I so much that he chose to come to help us in all areas of our lives. Let us not stray away from the Holy Spirit, but let us choose daily to walk with him. Amen. Can we pray today, Father, I thank you so much. I thank you for the privilege and the honor and the opportunity that it is to speak to your people today. Holy Spirit, I ask, would you help us? Would you encourage us? Would you strengthen us? Would you challenge us? Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you love us so much that you chose to live with us, to help us, to teach us the truth, to reveal the way, and to testify of the life that we are called to live. Holy Spirit, I ask in the stillness of this moment, maybe there are some in this room or online that are far from you. Holy Spirit, the purpose of who you are is to point us to Jesus. Jesus, thank you that you chose to love us so much that you died on the cross so that we could be forgiven Maybe you're in this room and you feel far from God and you don't know God or maybe you feel you once knew him and you strayed away. I want to encourage you today that we serve a God who loves you and and the Bible says that all we have to do to get into right standing, to get into relationship with the Father, all we have to do is confess with our mouths and believe in our hearts that Jesus is Lord and we're saved. Walking with the Holy Spirit starts with salvation of giving our lives to him. So maybe you're in this room and you say, I'm far from him, I don't know him, but I'd like to. I'd like to walk with him. Maybe you're in the room and you said, I once knew him, but I've strayed away, but I desire to come back to him. Either one of those people in the room, I'm not going to call you forward. I'm not going to embarrass you, but I do want to pray with you because I believe it's the greatest decision that you could make, choosing to walk with God. So if you're in this place and you say, that's me, I don't know him, or I once did, I want to come back to him. Either one, would you mind just as a simple, as everyone's heads bowed and eyes closed, it's a simple sign of saying that to me. Would you just slip up your hand very quickly? I see your hand. Thank you. I see your hand. Thank you. I see your hand. Thank you. Thank you. I see your hand. Thank you. You can put your hands down. Thank you. Thank you. Would you mind everyone in the room, would you pray this prayer after me? Would you say, Father? Come on, everybody in the room, would you pray it with me? Would you say, Father? Thank you for sending your son, Jesus, 
to die for me so that I could be saved, so that I could be forgiven. Jesus, I believe in you. Holy Spirit, help me to walk and live like Jesus all the days of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said, everybody said, come on, could you give